You know, sometimes in life, it seems like there's no way out. Like a sheep trapped in a maze designed by wolves. And you know that if you're ever in that situation, there are always two doors to choose from. And through the first door, oh, it's easy to get through that door. And on the other side, waiting for you, are all the nummiest treats you can imagine. Fanta, Doritos, LMP, Burger Rings, Coke Zero. But you know what? There's also another door. Not the Burger Ring door, not the Fanta door. Another door that's harder to get through. Guess what's on the other side? Anyone want to take a guess? Vegetables? No. Not vegetables. No. Jesus? You will think Jesus. I thought Jesus the first time I, I, I come across that door. It's not Jesus. It's another door. And guess what's on the other side of that door? Jesus. Jesus, yeah, Jesus. It's tricky like that, Jesus. So let us pray to Jesus, please, to make it a bit easier to get through those doors and to find you and your bounty of delicious confectionery. Thank you, Selena. Take it away. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dave. Thanks for joining Bob and I for our podcast, Thriving in Dystopia. And even though we always try and be professionals, sometimes we swear. So just know that going in. Here we go. Um, you know, Bob, I am doing just fine and dandy. I woke up today at 5.30 in the a.m. You ever get up at that time? Um, sometimes I'll wake, but I will never get out of bed. Yeah, I sometimes get out um, and like, I'll like, ah, maybe I'm listening to a good audiobook or something. I'll plug in my own, the old Jabra Elite um, Activewear 75Ts and I'll listen to my audiobook on audible.com. Wow. Uh, sorry, I've just tried to get some synerg- uh, some synergy going with our podcast. You know, right now I'm listening to the book by Brene Brown, Becoming Us. No. Um, you ever think about uh, synergizing the podcast, Bum? Little product intergortion, as they call it. Every hour on the hour, I think of that. <laughs> um. Okay, sorry. What was the question? Oh yeah, five thirty. Yeah, woke up at five thirty, just feeling a bit energized, and I'm I was just pretty excited about the day. Didn't have much planned. Um, I mean, besides going to work and teaching kids and doing math, science, uh, language, reading, yada yada yada. But it just felt nice to have a little bit of energy and like up and at them, you know. I feel like sometimes it's just nice to be able to just get that Nick Cantrick energy going on, you know? Yeah. That yeah. you can just tackle six projects before 9.30 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. We're getting to the end here. It is like 12 days of school left or something like that. Something wild. And I just... Yeah, there's some nice things at the end of the year, uh, like fun things. But I also like the idea of doing the end of the year testing to see the growth. Because when you see that some students or, you know, any student has grown in a year, it just feels like, oh, yeah. Like you start off the year reading at like second grade level and now you're reading like fifth grade level and you feel like, dang, that's like such so cool to see some improvement there. Wow. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, just like nice to see that I've done something right. Good stuff, Dave. Yeah, so you you have some tests maybe next week. Yeah. Oh, they've been going through it for the last for the last weeks, but I still have more going on. So more assessment to do, and I kind of like it. I I used to like doing it as a kid. I have no memory of the last few weeks of elementary school in a given year. I total blackout. 
total blackout, right? Come yeah. May, blackout. <laughs> You're done. Exactly right, Dave. Yeah. So, but at least all the teachers are done too. How about you, Bob? How, how's your energy level? It's pretty good. It's, you know what the date is, Dave? It's uh, the 6th of May, 2021. Yep. You know what that means? <sighs> no, I know nothing about this date. It means, well, it means that you're 37 years old. Yes, it does. So let me, let me drink to that one. Oh, cheers, Bob. What you drinking? Alvarado Street Minesweeper IPA. <laughs> Monterey Peninsula favorite, Dave. Oh, man. That's just the heart of the bay. <laughs> Little cross <laughs> product integration there, Bob. <laughs> and May 6 also means someone else turned one year old, if you know who I'm talking about. One year ago, who was born? Their uh, initials are T I D. Oh my God. Thriving in dystopia, turning one. That's right. I don't know how you pulled that one over me. We even <laughs> talked about that. We were going to talk about it's a year old. <laughs> you were you were still thinking about this uh, Alvarado Street minesweeper. <laughs> I was just trying to. Talk about how uh, General Electric's new fleet of uh, uh, all-electric vehicles by the year 2025. Oh, that's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Dang, Bob. It is crazy to think about the fact that we're, we've been podcasting for a year. Yeah, roll the tapes back to May 4th last year. First episode. You'll hear the Thriving Crew on there. Just trying to figure it out. <laughs> do you think we did? Did we ever do it? <laughs> Not sure. Did you have any idea that we would be doing this a year from now? Um, or a year ago? Like, did not we... really. No, no. Yeah. It just really seemed like let's just let's just throw some things on the wall and see what sticks. You know? Yeah, and I definitely can relate to that. I feel like it's been a constant in our lives. You know, we've only missed a few weeks um, changing our times and our release dates. It always like messes up the schedule a little bit. So even the times that we did miss, it's not like we took a week off. We just took like a three days off and those added up over the course of the year. And it does feel, I feel a sense of pride um, with this year it's been like being a first year teacher like there is so much stress and pressure on you and you got to make some sacrifices i've a long time ago i heard i don't know who said this but um let's just attribute it to julie um she told me that yeah she says here are the five categories sleeping family friends work and your health and you get to choose three of those every day or you get to choose three of those to like focus on over the course of a little period you know i'll say them again health friends family sleep and uh work and i feel like you as a first year teacher you kind of gotta you have to choose work and I always choose sleeping no matter what. So then I'm down to one other one. I feel like this podcast has been our way of connecting, you know? Yeah, it is. And I I do remember like a year ago talking about the idea of our like cross-continental collaboration of yes. Dave Harris and Al Harris's wedding, right? Yeah, we did. We talked about that. Yep. And thinking about how we just wanted to start a project where we're doing this, like, you know, where we're lacking connection. It's, you know, if you go back, we had this like time of feeling so disconnected and we were like, let's do it. Let's just do a collaboration. Let's start a podcast. And I don't know. It feels pretty cool to be out here doing this with you. Still, after all these years. <laughs> 
after all these years. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm happy that we're doing it on May 6th, 367 days after the first one. It's been so, like, during the pandemic, time feels so weird. So saying that feels, yeah, well, the, the podcast feels like it's a uh, constant, like you were saying. And I always enjoy um, trying to get down here to the sound studio and figuring out some some topic with you and, and, and going after it yeah. and see what comes out of it. Yeah, it's funny, like various things have come out of the podcast. And yeah, at, th- at this point, I think we, we have our style. We have all these things that we'd like to do on it, but we never can. And... <laughs> We hope maybe over the summer or maybe in the future we can add a few more bells and whistles, but at the minimum, it's good to connect and talk about something. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling a lot of appreciation for the like bare bones project that we put together, you know, it's, and I feel like this week we had a little bit of a miscommunication with Nadir on the editing scene and, but I was just like, you know, like we couldn't have done this without him. We really no. couldn't have. No. Like, it's, yeah, it's a feat to just get me and you together. But like, it's just so nice to have this like unknown buddy out there editing for us. Yeah. I have huge props for Nadir. I don't say it enough, but he does great editing and um, on a shoestring budget, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to meet Nadir one day. Yeah. It's just like one of the, possible connections that will come out of this, you know, and I feel a lot of gratitude for not just that, but I feel like, I don't know if you've got this feeling, but the connections that we've made a little bit stronger through the podcast being out there and being in people's earbuds, you know, um, I can't tell you how many people are like, you know, I feel like I'm talking with you and Bob every week, just listening to the podcast. Like that's such a, or like the random messages of like that, that one really connected with me or like that, you know, I got a message from Taylor and she said the episode we did on carrying other people's baggage, like really connected with her. And I feel like those little moments, you know, of like tiny little moments of connection that we bring to the community feel really special to me too. Um, especially after like so many kind people like sent me messages and phone calls and what have you over my birthday week. And I feel like, ah, man, it's hard to get out there and like reply to everybody and like put the kindness back out there, especially with, you know, Nick and Hillary and Danny having birthdays so close. So it's like, oh man, not only do I have to like get back to all my messages, I got to make sure that Dan, Nick and Hillary get a little bump. That's right birthday four people two days yeah a lot 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 for a little group isn't it yeah it is yeah well i'm feeling nostalgic already bob me too dave yep well got got kind of a nostalgic episode right a a little retrospective as it were because this is the last episode of the season yeah as we hit the old half century mark here at thriving episode number 50, we're going to, and this is the end of season number six. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yep. TLC. Here we come. (laughs) Oh gosh. That's the old marker. Yes. And we were thinking, you know, we've gone, talked a little bit about that, this idea of baggage and what we carry and, We'll see where we get to on this one. But the idea was, as we're sitting here in the old retrospective machine, that we could talk a little bit about the pandemic and baggage in the pandemic and like how it relates to our lives and what we've picked up and what we've like are noticing about our lives. And also maybe what we've dropped off, you know, um, how maybe there's some things that we've changed because I feel like I know come 
like March was like a big marker for me. But now as we've like hit these markers of looking back, it's like, yeah, remember a year ago, like when it started to get warm and we were doing this, that, or the other thing. I just feel like these year markers are really nice for us to look back on and be like, okay. So I don't know. Do you want to kick us off into it, Bum? Do you want to get, yeah. get your bags out on the table or yep. see what's well, happening? Let me put the bags on the table, the pandemic bags. Sorry, let me just uh, quickly butt in and say, let's put those Samsonite bags on there because you know that they can take a, they can take a beating, Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God for Samsonite sponsoring this season. And let me just put these three nice bags on the table here. <laughs> yeah, good work. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, I feel like I have picked up some good things and some bad things that are like habits or things that I'm holding on to in the pandemic. And the one I just want to start with is just, I've become this like Uber baseball fan and it, it does have a lot to do with the pandemic. It, I remember the, I mean, I was been a baseball fan for forever, but the early days of the pandemic spring, spring break, 2020, you and I had this great road trip planned. And we we're going to go see a spring training game in Arizona. Canceled that. So it was real sad. Like, I really wanted to do that. We've never been to spring training before. Then all the sports gets canceled. Um, and oddly enough, uh, good old Bernie Kozar was tweeting out these highlights of the Browns in the 1980s. And <laughs> yeah. last July, I got onto this like really big kick of watching these old football games from the 1980s. Really enjoyed it. But one thing that also did was it connected me with our Cleveland sports fandom. And so when baseball came back last summer, I was so into it. I was just so into it. And it, it helped. One thing in the pandemic is just the routine. There's like, I feel like I'm always fighting boredom. And, um, you know, I, I do diverse things, but it's just, it's just not the same as before times. And so, you know, we, we organized a fantasy baseball division and got a great group of friends in it. And I just find myself watching baseball like every day and following it in the, the nooks of the day. And it's like, I, I still, you know, I don't think, I definitely don't think it's the worst thing in the world being a really into baseball. Um, and I don't see it like detracting from anything, but I do follow a lot of it. And that also just doesn't feel like I should be this into baseball. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it's just what it is, what it is. That is where I am with it. And I always think to myself, yeah, maybe I could do something with this. Maybe I could like blog about it or, you know, we, we, you and I watch all these YouTube channels on baseball. So I'm thinking, well, I can't do that because there's already enough of that. Um, so yeah, yeah I don't know what to do with it all, but that's where I'm at, Dave. Yeah. And it's pretty high quality, like the um, content out there. And I know, like, I feel like here we are sitting here making a podcast of like, oh, it's, it's quality, but it might not be the highest quality podcast in the world. And <laughs> I guess I'm just like, wondering like we all have these escapisms right and I like I hear you talking about baseball and it feels like such a sweet simple Bob Maisler escapism you know it's like that feels it feels really nice but I do and I have heard this before in your just in your ponderings of like when escapism becomes an obsession or when it becomes like a, an issue or a problem, right? When you feel like it's, you feel like disconnected from your day to day so much that you are like drawn into this escape. And yeah, like I, like my personal escapisms sort of center around TV or games and like trying to zone out and like push the world away. And of course there's like, 
you know, I definitely love to partake in some coffee and I have about one beer a week and, you know, that is, so we all have those things, right? And I don't know, I guess, not that you're asking for advice, but you came to the right guy, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Lay it on me, Dave. I just feel like I want you to have it and I want you to just like revel in it. And I made like on a personal note, I made this deal with myself. Like I was like, I love coffee. I love the process of it. I love how I feel and it doesn't feel bad for me. Um, And it's become something that I've like really just dove into the addiction of coffee, you know? And I know that, Like that might not necessarily be the healthiest thing, but I feel like I want you to have something, Bob, where it takes the load off your shoulders a little bit. And not only that, like baseball, like brings connection between us and even with others too, you know? Yeah. I love that aspect of it. I've, I really, that's the thing that I actually like the most, like the collective communal aspect of baseball in this, this case, like I love connecting with you on it the fantasy league friends. Um, just thinking about it, like it connects us to Cleveland. Think about mom and dad. I love the, all that stuff. And it just feels, that feels like the most wholesome aspect of it. Hmm. Yeah. Does it feel like you're just too obsessed with it? Um, not really, because I don't think it doesn't feel like it's detracting me from being present in other mm-hmm. moments or um, any other aspect of my life. I just notice that, like, I follow it very closely um, and spend a lot of time, like, looking at it, looking at the stats, the highlights, and whatnot. Um, so, yep. Yeah, maybe it talks a little, speaks a little bit to this idea that I've noticed, like, of you know, in my 37 year old wisdom, I feel like there's a bit of a rut that we like, well, you know, as you're younger, there's like no ruts. And the more that you drive down this road of life, you create these like deeper ruts and you fought, you like, because they're so well traveled, it becomes like a, a nice way to go. And I feel like there is a piece of me that wishes that I could like step out of my ruts a little bit, even though I love them so much, you know, like I love the idea of getting in bed by eight 30 and I love the idea of the morning cup of coffee. And I love, um, you know, let's just say like, we like to eat, eat like a charcuterie board on Fridays, you know, a smorgasbord. Yeah. Like the habits and the, like the routines. Yeah. And I, but I feel like there's a piece of me, like my 18, 21 year old self. That's like, what are you doing guy? Like what happened to just like getting in the car and driving to Zion national park, you know, or like what happened? Like that feels like, Oh yeah, but we can't do that. I got to do like my, got to do my Sunday run or my like, what, what have you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the spontaneous, the like, let's just go wild and just do something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's spontaneity. And maybe that can lead us down to the next path of like kind of like I'll I'll just talk about one of my bags that I it's like a double edged bag is one is that when I look back to March, April, May of last year, it was so this idea of COVID was so scary and it was so like entering the unknown, but I was able to like, because we couldn't do anything. I was like, this is like a dream for me because I don't have to go outside. Like I don't have any friends in Fort Collins yet. So it's like, I can't like call anybody. And it's like, I get to do like all these homemaking things of like gardening and building and can't see mom because she's too old and um, don't want to like put her in danger. So I just was like, I felt like I was on a retreat, just like 
in in this isolation period without seeing anybody else. And I was like, it felt really good to me. And and that's just on a personal note. And I definitely want to say that like that is not everyone's experience, but like that is how it was for me. But you know, those ruts became deeper. And I feel like as I'm looking a year ago, I feel like, dang, it's been like a year of COVID, but I feel like I haven't made much progress of reaching out to this community of Fort Collins. And I've definitely used COVID and my busyness of teaching as an excuse, but I feel like one of the bags I've been carrying a lot recently is not only a lack of connection to the Fort Collins community, but a lack of connection to the greater Colorado community of like friends like the Harrises and Dan and Mira and Amy Cook um, and connecting with them a little more often because I feel like these are these like dear loved ones that are like in town that I want to see more often and I I don't. So I feel like I'm feeling a lot of sadness about that. Um, so it's kind of double-edged because I like one of the things that made me really happy was not feeling like there was anything I could do. But now I feel like, oh man, I feel like there was a year where I basically took friends off my list of the five things that I could do. Um, or, you know, and I put work, sleep, and oscillated between family and health, you know. But friends never really made it onto the list. And I feel a lot of sadness about that. Yeah. I I think you're not alone. And I remember had this good conversation with Patrick Hamilton a few months ago. Nice. Hambone. Hambone. And he said something that stuck with me. It's like uh, in the pandemic, I think he was feeling that too, like not connected enough with friends. And he said something like, something about like the pandemic forgiveness where people don't have to, you know, come up with excuses for why they haven't connected with friends. It's just like, it should be, that's just how it is. Um, And connecting with friends now or whenever hopefully it's seen a little bit more as like just a beautiful thing and not maybe like an expectation um so yeah i and i i would have similar feelings myself i definitely feel like yeah just the same thing that the pandemic has put me and to a, an island and um, the sort of routines of how I would connect with friends dried up. And so it's taken, it, it always takes a good amount of effort, even though like whenever I do it, it feels great. It just feels, I just enjoy it so much. Like, either going to a sub Rosa really, really free market, something like that, or even just a, a conversation on the phone with a friend feels tremendous. Um, so like, yeah, I will just say that I, I do it a lot less than I did before. And it, it feels great. Like it's still very important to me. It just seems like the rhythm of it is so much slower. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we also both moved in this pandemic too, right? Right. Like you moved right at the start and I moved like right before it happened. So it's a, and we're entering this like interesting time of our life, these like late thirties. And I know so many of our friends have moved over the past few years, right? Like so many of them. And like, as like moving in your college age, it's pretty easy to get connected into a system of like friend making right but like as you move in your like late 20s you're like um yeah like you need to really feel that activeness and push but now as we move in our like late 30s and 40s it's like oh man that's like a tougher time to move and make new friends and connections um it takes 
like a little bit of like specialness to make that happen and a little bit of push too. So I am feeling like maybe I, that will be one of my goals for the summer of how I can push into the community a little bit more. And I do have like friends at work people that I really do love. And um, yeah, it's also hard to push that from the work zone into the friend zone too. Sometimes, you know, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, a tricky crossover. Yeah. But I want to make a friend outside of work too. Someone that I can connect with on a different level besides like education. So yeah. And not only that, I want to connect with the people that are here. So I don't know. I think I just need to like re like definitely. I like the advice of Hamilton and I like the idea of how we can reframe our mindset, but I do want to put, put that into the forefront a little bit of what I can do. You know, I generally feel that from friends, like I, I don't connect with friends as much as I like, I feel like I should, but at the same token, I don't feel like guilted by that at all. And so I, I, yeah, I basically think that Hammy's saying like no guilt, you know, like any connection, that's a beautiful connection whenever and however it comes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you got any other bags you want to put out there, bum? Maybe a, it could even be a, something a little bit, that you picked up that you enjoy because of the pandemic too. Yeah. I think, you know, coming up with one bag that feels heavy and one bag that feels maybe like a something new and exciting would be good. And the thing that comes to mind is also in the realm of sports. And I've been sending you and some of the friends, the videos of me on the basketball court. And so I wanted to talk about that. Uh, yeah, moving to Seaside, Seaside, California, second biggest city in Monterey County. Can you name the first, Dave? Oh, <laughs> nope. Salinas. <laughs> Correct. Salinas. Oh, Good, wow. Dave. The county seat. Um, yep. And Seaside is a great little community. And in our neighborhood, we have this park. David Coutinho Park, which the city renovated. So it's a real place of the community. And um, there's a skate park there. There's a soccer complex. There's a boys and girls club. And then there's this basketball hoop that I noticed. And during the, the March Madness tournaments, I was like, oh, inspired. So I went down and started shooting hoops with the basketball that Ian Carbone bought maybe 12 years ago and gave to me when he moved away from Santa Cruz. So thank you Carbone for that very useful basketball. And I, it's only two blocks away. So I find myself walking over there a few times a week and just shooting hoops. Probably done it maybe close to 20 times now. And I was thinking to myself, like I, I, I really haven't intentionally played this much basketball since I think my freshman year of college. And then for whatever reason, I never really played basketball. Like maybe I played some other sports or I just, yeah, got distracted. So it feels great to have found my shot. It took like 10 visits to even start making consistent shots. I was so terrible. Um, but, um, you know, I'm almost 40 and, I can uh, I can make a three pointer again, Dave. And that feels really good. Dang, yeah. Have you been able to play against anybody else, Bob? That I've only ever been over there once, and there's been a game going. And when the game was there, I was like, just not in that headspace, you know. Like doing a shoot around is one thing, but playing like in a game that's a whole different animal, and. I'm definitely open to it, but that day I wasn't, so I did. I didn't get in on it. Yeah, uh, that's. It, I think it makes a lot of people happy thinking about you getting in the game of basketball. I don't know why, but it definitely makes me smile. It'd be fun to get a team together, get a little three-on-three tournament. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Really there, would be. 
there, I definitely have a lot of dreams of what we used to do basketball wise. And, you know, our roots go all the way back to high school when we were playing intramural basketball against each other, me and my freshman crew rattlesnake playing against you and your hodgepodge of who knows what you were, but you, what were you, <laughs> Silenus McFadden? We were Silenus McFadden, exactly. Yeah. Wow. And I think you took us down, which was a huge surprise. Yeah. Cause you guys were like the Michigan with Chris Weber and Jalen Rose type squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, you all were what? Like the San Antonio Spurs? Yeah. With- we, we- <laughs> fundamentals. We, we always stress fundamentals on our squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Well, that's great, Bob. I love that you're getting down there. And I think that those are the things that we really need to, you know, take with us in that lightness of how we are growing even in pandemic, right? Even in this year of pandemic, I have kids that are going from a third grade reading level to a fifth grade reading level. And I feel like those are the things that we need to focus on. The The strengths is what, I mean, of course, the weakness, the the hardship as well, but. Yeah, like what little, what little um, plant sprouted that you didn't see coming in the pandemic and then like, oh, here it is. Let's water it a little bit. And it's a nice little jump shot now. Definitely. Well, I'll, as you're getting into the plants, Bob, I guess I, I'll give you my lightness thing. I, you know, Julie has been studying herbalism um, starting, I guess, basically since the pandemic. She maybe started a month before the pandemic started um, or two, January of 2020. And she started her first year doing um, of herbalism at the Colorado School of Clinical Herbalism, um, CSCH. And just want to show, give them a great big shout out real quick. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, you know, I, as we do in these partnerships in our life, we like glean from each other, right? Whether it's romantic or just friendship or who knows, mentorship partnerships we grow and we learn and we continue to to expand because of it and julie is now like entering the end of her second year and she's gonna be you know this summer again going out into the mountains a bunch to do her um herbalism botany or yeah she's gonna be a ta for the like a teaching assistant for the botany course and yeah that's just like one of her true loves is like plant medicine in the forest you know and it's pretty cool to watch all that growth because i feel like there's so much there like she was always a budding herbalist right um but now i feel like she has a lot of like you know at the school she's been learning like the systems of the body and like how they interact and how you know you can go way back to what it was at episode six or seven and talking about like the vitalist practices of just like before you even start treating with herbs, you need to just like make sure the, you know, people are staying hydrated and getting a good amount of sleep because that can like change, change a person's life dramatically. Right. So those like basic practices. Um, but one of the things that has affected me in a way is like I, each week she does this project called the herb of the week where you, you know, you pick an herb and you just like take the herb in as many different ways as you can. For instance, like ginger was one of the herbs she did where she, you know, decocted it, she tinctured it, she made teas and she even made like a cocktail, a ginger cocktail one night. And just like you do meditations and you sit about it and you like notice And I feel like that's like a fun practice to do with any herb, you know, but I feel like a lot of those herbs have made it into my routine. And I feel like I have, I've gleaned a lot from what Julie's doing and, you know, we take a morning elixir and an evening elixir. Um, And you can email her for any recommendations on elixirs on how to start your day or end your day. Um, But, you know, 
I feel like one of the things that I've been really enjoying a lot this year, of course, is vitamin D. But um, I also have really liked what magnesium's done for me. I know it's not a herb, but it's like, you know, nutritionally, we are not, we don't get magnesium in our foods as much as we used to. And most people are um, deplete from their magnesium stores. And I feel like magnesium gives me a nice boost in the morning. Um, but you know, I'm not trying to give you, go see your, um, doctor or herbalist and get recommendations. But yeah, I think everybody can take magnesium on a certain amount. Just don't overdose. Um, yeah. So I just feel like, yeah, you know, I, during motherwort week, I took a lot of motherwort and that was, uh, it was fun to get into my mix. I've been taking a lot of Hypericum St. John's wort this year, and which is really nice for like it's a nervine and helps your nervous system. But I think the one that I've enjoyed the most is Avena Sativa, also known as Milky Oats. And um, yeah, Julie just always says like, basically, if you are a teacher, taking Milky Oats is going to be the thing that is going to like, just like level you out. And it's like, it's also... I guess I'm going to probably end up getting this wrong, but I think it's a Nervine as well. But it like really just, I take that before I go to bed most nights in my evening elixir. Um, yeah, I don't really need things like Skullcap or um, Valerian Root to go to sleep. I typically fall asleep immediately, but I do like things that help my nervous system and help me de-stress. So, Was one of those herbs that you said earlier, motherwort? Yes, motherwort was one of the herb of the weeks. I think that was like two or three weeks ago and it made it into my morning elixir most days. Will you um, honor it on Mother's Day? <laughs> Coming up this Sunday? Hey, you know, real quick, let me, yeah, let's get into Mother's Day. I mean, this will air years after Mother's Day happens, <laughs> but is the hummingbird a symbol of motherhood or femininity or is it all the kids today asked me if they could um like make a origami hummingbird or as it as they're known colibri colibri uh, or they they were like can i draw a hummingbird i'm like yeah that feels like so but it also feels like really personal to our mom i don't know do you have any knowledge of that no, I really don't. Um, I feel like the hummingbird's a symbol of like speed and flexibility in one's life. I I don't know if it has anything to do with the Mother's Day though, but who knows? Yeah, it does also feel like a a strong symbol of the Mexican culture in general. Um, I know that there was more hummingbirds when we were living in Chiapas than we saw up here. Um, so I don't know. Maybe there are more hummingbirds in Mexico. So probably are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just to comment on your your light bag of the pandemic, I love that. Yeah. Julie's been in herb school. That's been a big part of her world in the pandemic. And I know been important to her. And then of course that rubs off on you and it's wonderful stuff, you know, herb and medicine through herbalism is just profound practice, you know, and uh, a very complex and expansive world. And a lot, so I love the praxis around like what you talked about around ginger and really getting into the herb in different ways. And, or I don't know if ginger is a herb, but, um, the plant in different ways. I will say that I've downloaded this app for my phone and you can aim it at plants and it will tell you what it is. Nice. And yeah. I've seen that on Instagram. Yeah. It's been great because in our backyard after the rainy season, we usually had just like mulch or something like that when we moved in here and we just didn't weed. Um, and it it just grew like crazy. And it's just like all, the, all kinds of stuff growing out there and, and everything out there, it looks like is medicinal because I've used the app and it's like, Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. You know, like there's nettle out there and there's 
all these like different types of dandelion that I had no exa- no idea that existed. Um, and like this thing called Malo, which is supposed to be good too. So it's just, it's been hilarious to see this jungle of good stuff in our backyard that in any other lifetime we would have just considered weeds, you know, or like when we were kids, but yeah. What a beautiful world of well, plants. Yeah. Bob, you just hit on it right there. You know, that is like, it's funny as Julie's become an herbalist and we're like planting out our garden and you know, we're weeding out the mallow cause we have mallow growing like crazy here or dandelion. She's just like, dang, it's so hard to be a, a gardener and an herbalist because like you just want all this like beautiful plant medicine to grow, you know? Cause it's like, and like dandelion is amazing for chickens. Like, they like because it's so replete in nutrition like dandy leaves are just like so dense and bitter and so good for us and for chickens but like you throw them to the chickens and they'll just gobble that up they'll just gobble that shit right on up <laughs> so we, we have this thing i can't remember the name of it, it the, the the app said it, it's in the dandelion tribe and it's like this plant that's grown like four feet tall and it's just massive and it does have like little dandelion heads. Um, and our cat will often like loaf up outside by this thing. And we're like, why does she keep on going to that plant? It's like, she's praying to that plant. (laughs) She's like, Pootie's over there uh, praying to the dandelion again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Love it. Dang. Well, it's good to get a little plant, plant, uh, love out there as we, Cause it's about to get real, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was good day. Great stuff. And I think we're at that place in the show. Gut check. Gut check. <laughs> yes. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I've always been the machine gun guy that goes like this. <laughs> Gut check. <laughs> Oh, man, you had a Gatling gun back there, Dave. That's yeah. beautiful. Get it out. Well, Bob, I actually got a gut check for us. Please. Okay, here it is. I'm going to lay it out there. We hit our one-year anniversary today, actually two days ago. Um, but this is our anniversary episode. So what are the odds? I guess I'll just say it more like this. We will be recording in 2022 on May 4th. Will thriving in dystopia still exist in a year, Bob? So basically, maybe not on May 4th, but on the week of May 4th. Yeah. yeah. Will we be hitting our wow. 100th episode in one year? I'd say 8 out of 10, Dave. Highest gut check I've ever given. <laughs> That's your highest? Dang. Yeah. I, I don't see any reason to stop. I think we'll probably miss a few more weeks than we did this year. So I won't say, I'll say that we'll probably be a few weeks behind um, and we'll have a few catch-ups to do. So, but I don't know, maybe not. Maybe we'll find a little bit more of that flow as we get into it and look down to the seasons because it did feel like it got a lot um more cohesive and easier to do this as the the school year went on for me. The summer months, we had plenty of time to think and do. But at the start of the school year, I was like, no, there's no way that this is going to happen. So I'm going to give you the old seven cube, bub. Seven cube. (laughs) So you feel like, but there is like a significant chance that we will not be recording a year from now. Maybe, yeah. That thriving in dystopia will be collecting dust. The Yetis oh, will be collecting dust. Dang. Tough. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I think there'd be a lot of tears. A lot of <laughs> tears out there, Bob. In podcast Landia. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're going to, as we move into the summer too, we're going to have a little more time to get a few more friends on the show. So. Spice it up. Yeah, I am just feeling like it's about time to check in with our herbalist again and get her on and um, get some old friends on too. The old poetry man, the old 
movie man, um, our grief counselor. Oh, man. Yeah, I want to get I want to get them back on here and get some new friends on here too. Oh man, how about our old sister of mercy, crowd favorite Helen Maisler? Yeah, what about Mike Bishop, the Bish, radical journalist? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just still gleaning off that celebration um, of his master's, whatever you call it, thesis completion. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. Who else are we missing? Oh, uh, no. Oh, remember Carbone? The old oh, New yeah. Year's. We had a great little show with Carbone. Yeah. Prediction the, show 2020 to 2021. The old New Year's man himself. <laughs> Dang. We're probably forgetting someone else too, Bob. Could be. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll get you going. So, one of my ideas was to have a whole season of guests. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, but we'll see if we can get them all lined up for you. And until then, I guess we'll just leave you with some coordinates, huh? Let's do it, Dave. Yeah, I think it's my turn. So email DavePeachtree at gmail.com. Twitter, bmaze19. Instagram, let's go UCFTP. Check that one out. Our website is thrivingindystopia.com and Dave is firing off TikToks at Dave Peachtree. Yeah, I'll get a new one coming up. I got one in my draft file. So (laughs) enjoy. Oh man, I'm going to miss this outro music too. Yeah, it's been good. She's a great artist. But that's the season, Dave. Wrap it up. It's a wrap. See you in season seven, Bob. Ale, ale. Ale, ale. What's up, Driving Crew? Bob and Dave want to take a second to thank you for lending them your ears. They also want to thank the artists for making everything a little more beautiful. The intro song is In Heaven by Drake Stafford. Our audio is edited by the consummate and dexterous Nadir Chayetch. Web design by Chris the Mixer Sawyer. And of course, visual art is by the prolific and enigmatic Joe Shine. And finally, our new outro song is Stay by Valerie June. See you next week.